Kyoto Wellington. It's Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura. I'm Perrine. Wellington is ticking at the moment, ticking real fast. It's and all so you can't, going on. Yeah. <laughs> no time to get tired in March, eh? Absolutely. I have been going to um, New Zealand Arts Festival shows. Oh, the Fancy Arts Festival, Laura. Oh, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just sneak in for a few Writers' Festival talks and, um, you know, going to a dance show and saw Kate Tempest. And uh, yeah. I'm getting my, you know, arts and culture fix. Yeah, nice. And nice. there's so much, so, so many other events, festivals, um, street fairs on in March. So I'm really excited. Yeah, are you going to hit the Newtown Fest this Sunday? I think I'll be at Newtown Festival. Um, I'm a little worried about Fringe because I haven't booked anything. Ah. And I always panic. I have to like go through the program and panic, choose things at the last minute. But that usually works out. Yeah. Yeah. I think when they write the brochure for Fringe, they haven't actually planned what the shows are going to be for the most part. So you're not going to get much from the brochure anyway, so just turn up on the day. <laughs> and that is an informed opinion, by the way. It's not just made up. Yeah, that that the the artists um, maybe are making it up until the day they're performing. Is that what you're implying? Ah, <laughs> uh, just things I've heard, you know. <laughs> One of it, it's all spontaneous. It's beautiful. It moves, you know. Oh, it's the beauty of Fringe. Mm-hmm. Love it. Got to get involved. Yes. Um, what else is on this month? Well, uh, we were talking about, well, today we are talking about Wellington Pride Festival, which starts in late February and goes through to March. I think it finishes up this weekend as well. And we are going to be talking about this with Tyler Dunkel in just a moment. So, actually, why don't we talk about that right now? Oh. <laughs> Unless you had any other March things you wanted to talk about. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, now let's bring Tyler into the studio. <laughs> Tyler. Kia ora. Kia ora, Ty. Thanks for coming along. Thank you for having us today. We really appreciate it. So, you are you do comms and marketing for Wellington Pride Festival, and you were just telling me Wellington Pride Festival has a Te Māori name. We have been gifted a name, and you'll... Uh, excuse perhaps my terrible accent, but I'll try really hard. Um, I do originally come from California, but um, adopting the ways of my new land is really important. Um, the Wellington Pride Festival, Tu Whakahihi e Te Whanganui Atara, um, was founded actually off the back of the law reform in 1986, which was really cool. We started so off... So homosexual law reform, people used this as a... a this was a group of people that came together to push that law reform forward. So it was really exciting after the first um, Newtown Gay and Lesbian Fair, which was our very first incarnation um, in 86, to be able to actually then have the law reform go through. So um, this started as an advocacy group that's grown into something so much more than that. Mm. It's um, it's really exciting. You know, we we really currently are celebrating um, the festival. It started on 21st of February, and it's going to end up on 8th of March. Um, it's a two-week festival, which is something that's really different and unique. But we're here and inspired by Wellington's rich gay history, rich queer history, um, and really excited to be celebrating our 34th year running forward, screaming to 35. Yeah. Um, it's quite <laughs> exciting. So really happy to be along to chat today. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, why don't you start, if you can just take us through what is happening for Pride and well, what's been going on the last couple of months? Couple oh my weeks gosh, so much stuff has been going on over the last um, over the last week or so. Um, we, of course, launched the festival on the 21st, um, our cornerstone event out in the park, which is that, that original event. It used to be called Out in the Square. Before that, it was called the Newtown Gay and Lesbian Fair. Um, that, that's really our core event. That is um, the country's oldest queer fair, more or less, that's been going continuously since 1986. So we were really excited. Um, it was held in Waitangi Park park on the um, second day of the festival on the 22nd and I think my guesstimate is that we had over 10,000 visitors across the day. Um, stalls from all of our community groups, from our local government, from other advocacy groups, um, food, fun, performers, you name it, we had it. It was a celebration of queerness across Wellington and that was like really that brilliant start for, for the festival. Um, this year's festival has over a hundred um, individual community events that are part of the festival. The, the model of the festival is we provide the umbrella to make it happen so that our queer community groups can come in and celebrate with us by putting up events that they want to see happen, that they want to lead. Um, and it's really a, a full community inclusive type of thing. We're not a few people doing one thing. We are a few people making the opportunity for a lot of people to do a lot of things. It's really exciting. Um, this last weekend on Saturday, we um, did at Tapapa our annual youth ball. Um, it was called Celebrate Together this year. Highly successful. We actually had to move the youth ball from a smaller space in Tapapa into the largest space. We had just under 300 youths, all um, younger than 18. So we're, we're talking youth here, um, come from all over the region and a few from quite far out of the region to um, join us for a, a queer youth ball. Um, queer kids, their friends, um, their allies, just a mix of people celebrating themselves and being themselves together. It was a smashingly successful event. The um, other committee members that had put that together, um, Joshua and M and Riley, our youth correspondents, um, were the ones that just drove that forward and took it and ran with it. It was so cool. To look at it and see something like, you know, I'm not terribly old, but old enough <laughs> to remember a time when you wouldn't be able to go to a queer youth ball. It wasn't a thing. It was it would be unheard of. And I grew up in California, so we're, we're fairly liberal. Um, we're fairly open. I'm from just north of San Francisco, you know, greater North Bay. Um, and this was something that was pretty open in my area. So even for me to say, oh, actually, that's really cool. I wish I had this opportunity. It's great that the festival can provide that too to our youth to let them know it's okay to be you. Yeah, and so that was arranged by the young people for the young people yes. kind of thing. So it's it would have so exciting. The festival does um, provides that umbrella, but we do organize the cornerstone some of the cornerstone events ourselves, which are um, out in the park, the youth ball. Um, Pre-out in the park, we do a hikoi, and during the out in the park, we do pooches in the park. Um, and occasionally, uh, we've done an after party as well for after the out in the park. I feel like there's one more that I've forgotten. I'm sorry, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we do in a little tiny short period of time. It's really exciting. Yeah. So obviously, you're excited about all of it. Yes. But any personal highlights for you or anything that 
you know, other people might not, you know, probably everyone's heard about out in the park, but ones that you're like, oh, you got to hear about this or get involved in this. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I, personally, out in the park for me is, is the big shining one. I accidentally ended up being the out in the park fair director this year. Whoops. Um, <laughs> we had um, one of our committee members, unfortunately, had to step back and um, and they were really kind of shook up about it, but somebody needed to come in and grab that torch and run with it, and it ended up being me. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it was a bit of a baptism by fire. Uh, I have some events experience, but this was a whole different um, thing all unto itself, but it went so well on the day. The weather opened up, it was gorgeous. So that for me is obviously my my major exciting thing, but there are so many things as part of the festival that were really um, looking forward to still coming up. Like for instance, tonight we have Hello Darlings. Pamela Hancock is a lovely drag queen um she's the your auntie from bowls is kind of her thing um, she's got a show on tonight at the ivy bar also tomorrow and the next day there are shows we have had a wonderful partnership with the national library this year which is really interesting they have pulled out all of the stops um a few days ago yesterday or the day before, um, there was a whole panel and discussion um, about Carmen Ruapehu, you know, one of our kind of queer community founding members here in Wellington, um, that is really interesting because we're doing things so distinctly cultural about Wellington, for Wellington, with Wellington, and we're celebrating that. And it's intellectual, it's exciting, it's different than your normal um, popover to Sydney for Mardi Gras. So it's really a, a unique experience that's very Wellington. Mm. And how do you get to be friends with the National Library so they're pulling out all the stops for you? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, they're... Mostly, these are the type of people that are coming to us going, we want to pull out a stop, so what can we do? Um, we have a, a wonderful committee member, Arthur, who is our sponsorship and relationships manager, and he has worked so hard to be able to um, bring our funding in, to bring people to us. Um, also, our fair director, Drew, he has done so much work to be able to grab the right people in the right places to bring them all into this two-week period. It's a lot of stuff going on in a two-week period right mm. now. And, sorry, Karen, um, you were saying before that you, uh, that those are all voluntary positions. Absolutely. So the, this is a community-led event. This is not, nobody gets paid. Occasionally a couple of the artists will get a koha, but this is the community for the community by the community. We yeah. are the community. And so your role, which I didn't introduce earlier, is you do comms and marketing for Correct. the festival. Correct. And there you were working late last night and responding to my text messages <laughs> <laughs> well after hours. It's sort of a 24-7 operation, all things of normal day job and, and nighttime job. So, um, you know, it's... It's really one of those things that is a passion, and you don't do something like this unless you're excited about it. Mm. Um, and I'm probably a little overexcited about it, <laughs> but no such thing, surely. You know, I came to Wellington from California um, just over five years ago. Um, I have a Kiwi partner. Somebody had to move. Um, it ended up being me. Here I am, um, and it was such a struggle to find queer friends. It was really at first I realized. Being an immigrant is something I never really quite prepared for in my life, but it was interesting because I thought I was coming to this wonderful, open, able to be queer, celebrate queer, first place to have gay marriage. Um, you know, so, and I got here and I couldn't find any queer people. 
it's this double-edged sword of it's so open and inclusive, um, we've almost lost our center. Um, the, the queer community is the community, and it's so integrated into society that it, it's hard to find them when you when you're looking for them. Um, so for me, finding the festival was actually finding my place in a queer community, which is what I was missing moving out of the San Francisco area. Um, you know, I've been able to make queer friends, find a diverse range of activities to do, um, get involved with something I'm passionate about. Uh, it's, it's just, I can't say enough good things about it. It's really, I was able to find that center coming from somewhere where there's a bar or a club or an activity for anything that you could think of and everything in between to a place with two queer clubs that <laughs> are just, there's two. There's just two. Wait a <laughs> um, what are we talking about? We've got Ivy we've and got, um, R. Ivy and S&M. S&M, S&M, S&M yes. um, which are both fabulous places and are both um, individually such great supporters of the festival as well. I just wasn't used to the lack of selection. Um, <laughs> and I'm going, so where do all the gay people go? And everybody looks at me and goes, well, they go wherever they feel like. And I'm like, well, where do they hang out? And they're like, well, places that they like. Whereas back home, you'd go, oh, well, if you're in this group, you go to this place. And if you're in that group, then you'll probably hang out at this place. And it wasn't that I didn't want to go to a straight bar. I just never needed to go to a straight bar because I've never had to before. So <laughs> there's this new, this new life, this double-edged sword of wonderful inclusion and not being able to find anybody. Um, so finding the <laughs> festival has been such a big part of my life over the last, um, you know, particularly last few months. I've only been on the committee now since mid-last year. Um, but finding it and being able to be thrown into the deep end as it was and, and run with it and find this community of these wonderful people that are working hard to create that center, that community, and that passion is really exciting. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of related to that, I'm wondering about the purpose of the events. I mean, are you and, you know, the whole celebration, is this put on four members of the queer community or is it put on as an outreach? Is it something else entirely? You know, um, with- well, so the, um, the, the cornerstone events that we run, we do with community support and with community direction. One of the great things about the festival is that um, pre-festival each year, quite early in the year, we run hooey's across the area. Um, I think we did three or four this year. And I expect that we'll do that many, if not more, for the 2021 festival. Um, This is all about what does the community want. This is not a few people making decisions. This is the community electing a committee to lead the festival, um, and then the committee translating the community's vision into reality. So there are it's. There are 10 of us on the committee, um, elected to the committee by the community. community. But that being said, there are so many other people that um, are carrying that burden along with us. It's not even a burden. That are carrying that mahi with us Mm. um, to be able to make sure that these programs are stupendous. Um, You know, the festival is there to showcase incredible talent, hard work, creativity of Wellington's queer and trans communities. You know, the... Events take place across the region and a variety of venues all around the city. We really truly have something for everyone, even if you don't consider yourself part of that community. It's about celebrating this diversity with everyone. It's really exciting. We're we're such a wonderful, diverse city. Um, The programs of celebration of that diversity that Wellington has to offer, you know, come and explore it. (laughs) It's really exciting. So, yeah, there's... 
a massive or almost, I don't know, maybe it's a complete emphasis on the celebratory part of the festival. But you did say you come from these kind of this background of the Newtown Gay and Lesbian Fair, which was to promote homosexual law reform. Absolutely. And so do you, over the years or currently, have you worked on or are you working on other particular campaigns? You know, the festival at the moment has really moved um, past that type of advocacy. We're advocating for the community and sharing ourselves and our community members with the wider community. Um, what has gone from um, pushing for our rights has now become a celebration of diversity, a celebration of inclusion, um, and a reminder that we don't have to say you're here and queer and get used to it anymore. You're already getting used to it, but let's you know bring more people into that fold of inclusion. Um, so we really have gotten to a point where actually we're fairly non-political. We are celebrating people and we're celebrating Wellington. And you know we have the law reform in '86. We had I think it was '93 or '96. The human rights laws came in, um, and we're acknowledged and actually this is a really great place to be gay. This is a great place to be on the spectrum of diversity because New Zealand is safe, it's welcoming, it's actually a really awesome place to live, particularly in Wellington. <laughs> Aside and from the wind and some of the weather, but you know that's another matter entirely. <laughs> We're not here to talk about the wind. <laughs> We're only going to talk about the great <laughs> parts The <of> wonderful it. <laughs> things. Um, so you said that Wellington has a very distinct pride festival. Absolutely. And what are the kind of elements? Well, I think first and foremost, the time period. The festival runs over a two-week period. This is not a, a weekend celebration. This is not a few days of celebration. This is a pretty long you know, 14-day period um, that is jam-packed full of things to do, people to see, places to go. Um, and it's really distinctly different than what you experience in San Francisco or L.A. or New York. Um, you know, I'm pulling out all my American references, <laughs> but even very different than you would experience you know, going across the ditch to Oz to do anything over there. Um, it's, it's really unique. Um, I've been to Pride celebrations in, in many pr places across the world, and I find this to be distinctly different. It's less about a party. There is party. There is fun. There is excitement. But... It's more about diversity and arts and culture and um, history and also looking into the future for where are we going for from that history, what's next. Um, there are so many interesting things happening, pulling things. There's a, one coming um, up called um, In the Vault with Pierre um, at the National Library. There's a Pride and Prejudice panel at St. Andrew's on the Terrace. We've got things like scavenger hunts and um, Lesbian Overland Cafe Club. We've got arts things. We've got political things. We've got you name it, we've got it. Yeah, so it's more um, than it's just so a party. distinctly it's, different. Um, it's, it's just more than that. And actually, I'll take a moment and I'll plug our Wellington Pride Festival AGM. It's going to be at 2 o'clock on April the 5th. Check out our Facebook page. Yes. Um, but we really encourage anyone and everyone to join us there because that is the point where we're going to um, elect open seats on the committee. Um, that's the point where we're going to start talking about the next year going forward. We're going to look at this year in review, um, you know, if you want to get involved, that's we encourage you to show up there and 
and join us mm. really is the, is the thing. More hands, lighter work. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in terms of distinctiveness in Wellington, you've been given a te reo Māori name. And so are there also links with the mana whenua, the local iwi of we, um, Wellington? I'm so sorry. I'm learning about these things yeah. very slowly, <laughs> but hopefully fine. very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I took a language course when <laughs> I got here at FIC, which has helped me a little bit with my pronunciation, but I'm still working on it. Um, we, I'm of the understanding that we have two of our community members that um, identify as mana whenua. Yeah. Um, as far as working directly with iwi, I don't believe that's something that we've done. Okay. Um, and it's really interesting because that is something that obviously we should be doing because how can you involve the community without the full community? So it's been really interesting. Um, definitely something I think about. Yeah. Maybe on the platter at the AGM. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Oop, thank you for now. Hang on, the, the wheels are spinning, the yeah, wood's burning yeah, yeah. up there. Um, yeah. Yes, actually, um, we encourage all all people to join us. We don't care what your, what your creed is, what your identification is. We just want to celebrate people yeah. in Wellington and are so excited to do that for sure. Can I ask you how corporate sponsorship works for the festival because you have a whole lot of corporate and community sponsors. Absolutely. And I just wondered if your sponsors, if there are particular requirements on them in terms of their alignment with Wellington Pride Festival and your values. Definitely. Now, so we have um, quite a few sponsors, um, which of course you can see on our webpage because plug for the sponsors. There are so <laughs> many wonderful sponsors. Um, some of them are community members. Some of them are other queer groups. Some of them are just corporates that um, want to want to be involved. Um, some of them are volunteers that have put in money in their time. Like for instance, you'll see this year. Um, a few years ago, we were gifted what we call our pride weave, um, which you see on a lot of our posters and things, mm, which is kind nice. of that hash background. Um, that was um, a gift of an artist named Richard. And this year, um, our artist Bradley Pratt, um, kind of media PR guy, was able to take that weave and create our new heart logo, which we're really excited about. And it's gone it's very crazy pretty. out there. So there are so many people that are doing little things and so many ones that are doing huge things. Ministry of Youth Development um, put in a good amount of money into our youth ball this year. Um, that was really important to us. That was really important to them. Um, we did some surveying for them to uh, be able to report back on how that went and um, some safety work on how we took care of the kids while we were there. Um, so there's a lot of different hands in. Of course, we've got Wellington City Council as one of our principal sponsors. Um, they put money in through the community fund and of course we get the use of the park. They facilitated us putting up the flags again this year. They did a lot of work with us last year over the International Gay and Lesbian Conference that came in at Pride last time. You'll remember kind of a huge amount of stuff from last year. The airport was, um, runway strip was painted rainbow and there were flags everywhere. That was because we were able, um, as a, um, as a group to bring the um, to bring the conference here to Wellington, which was in the Michael Fowler Center, so that coincided with the festival and was part of the community initiative, which is really cool. So we have a lot of really interesting different ways that people can sponsor. Um, and what's also really interesting this year is that we've put out a new um, inclusion and diversity policy. 
um, which is really interesting. It's a few pages long um, that, that's been passed through the committee this year. And basically, the only reason why we would exclude somebody is if there was any unsafety or negativity. Um, more or less, as long as you're open and inclusive, ready to listen, engage in a dialogue, we want to have you with us. Um, if you're negative and don't want to engage in a dialogue or attacking of one group or another, then we have to look at it as a committee. Um, do we include you or do we not? Mm. But we're really important for us to be inclusive. Yeah. And probably, I mean, I'm imagining that the corporate sponsors come to you because they are interested in being queer friendly or being seen as queer <laughs> yes, friendly. Yes, yes. Uh, for, for us, I don't really find that the corporate sponsors that we work with are what I would call rainbow washing. The ones that we are working with so far have been, some have come to us, some we've gone to, some we have links to because of the um, community members that work for them because their employees are telling them they want to support our cause because they are part of the cause. Um, You know, there are a lot of great companies that are willing to put money in to support their employees and their people and um, those people are saying, put the money here. Um, for instance, I'll pull one out of the hat. The warehouse group um, this year had brought along um, to out in the park a, a massive tent, pictures, water bottles, and brought all of their employees and their queer um, team members along with them. Mm. Um, and that wasn't really so much about supporting the festival or mm. out in the park. That was about supporting their employees yeah. that identify that way and bringing them on to make sure that they were included in what the company's doing. Um, so for, for me, I found that really personally very um, uplifting. It wasn't about, they weren't asking for advertising. They weren't asking to slap their name on things. We put them up on the website just because that's what we do, but that they weren't mm. asking for anything. They're coming and saying, this is important to our people, so here we want to be involved. Um, Great. Yeah. And do you see, do you have the opportunity to influence the people, you know, the sponsors or others? That I think you're... there's opportunity in everything that we do. Um, I, in our daily lives, in our, in the committee that I am working on, you know, there's, there's opportunity there all the time. Um, I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of a um, environmental Nazi as well. So, you know, telling people, well, we don't want plastic bags. There's all kinds of ways we can influence and that we do influence in small ways. I think it's a big project to put out and the less that we poke and prod probably the better most people are coming to us with the great ideas and we're going yes we like it let's do it so um there is the ability i think it's something that if we wanted to we could push hard for but we haven't really needed to because our people are with us yeah um in terms of your the people who are coming along to events, do you have much of a sense of how widespread the community reaches, or is it? Well, um, <laughs> looks like you've got an answer. I have a for little that. bit of an answer. <laughs> I noticed on our Facebook t- page today that over the last thirty days, we've um, engaged with over a hundred and thirty thousand people on our Facebook page. Um, that's a pretty wide reach, in mm. my opinion, um, across the Wellington region. As far as out in the park, from what I was able to see, I saw a majorly diverse range of people that showed up. I was so excited. There was 
everybody there from families with really small kids in prams to, you know, the older queens. Some of the um, founding members actually came along. We've had politicians, we've had local celebrity, you name it, they were there. Um, I think that it's a really diverse experience and that's what's so exciting about it. Mm. All right, we should, um, we're getting to the end of our interview, but just want to know if you can, could you just talk us through maybe some of the highlights of the next few days and beyond? Definitely. Because <laughs> I did, you did mention earlier that you are going to be running Out in the Park 2021. Um, on again for Out in the Park 2021. And I'm already thinking ahead to how I can answer emails better because I got a lot of emails over the um, the last couple weeks <laughs> and some cranky people because I wasn't very good at responding very fast, but there was 800 emails. Mm. So well, you could tell them I've got I had some very ideas. good. <laughs> um, you could tell them I had a good experience yes, with contacting absolutely. you. I'm super <laughs> stoked that one person says that. <laughs> um, that being said, I did my, my level best to get it out, and I've got some really good ideas on how I and we as a committee can communicate better to our um, stakeholders and people engaging with us for next year. Um, watch this space. I've got some cool ideas that I'm hoping we can pull off for um, for upcoming for next year. For this year, check out our website. Look at our Facebook page, wellingtonpridefestival.com. You know, Facebook, Wellington Pride Festival. Um, there are so many events yet to come. Um, so many interesting, diverse things. We've got live nude clowns is one that's just popped up in front of me. <laughs> There's um, all kinds of neat stuff coming up. Scavenger hunts. Um, of course, there is the parade and an after party for the parade. Um, there is Pride Festival videos and there's an LGBT rainbow walk. There's wonderful amounts of interesting things coming along and obviously I can't read and talk at the same time so <laughs> check out great. our website and our Facebook page please because there's more yet to come and obviously the festival doesn't end until the 8th so you've got a lot of days left yes. to check out our program yeah that sounds like about five days to me so a lot of days adding talking reading not going to happen over on this side of the table yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes it is now is the time to get involved if you haven't already I would say say definitely um awesome thank you so much for sharing your incredible enthusiasm and knowledge with us and my, my little tiny piece of the pie really yeah. excited to have been along to chat with you guys thank you so much thank you and you picked some music for us oh, i did pick a song i felt like we should have an anthem there were a couple songs but oh yeah pushing pushing one through oh this is gonna be good thanks ty